This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Hello and welcome to the show. I uh, am here, I being John Roseman, heretic family psychologist. I am here on American Family Radio every Saturday at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, and you can do the math from there, only on American Family Radio. That is exclusively on American Family Radio. The show is called Because I Said So, because uh, we're all about parenting and I espouse a very traditional biblical point of view when it comes to the raising of children. And because I said so, those powerful four words are associated with traditional parenting. And yes, this is an important, by the way, because I said so is affirmed, the legitimacy of that of saying that to children, is affirmed in Scripture. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, read it. Here's what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. That is the English Standard Version. Translation of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Paul writes, listen carefully. Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. Now notice, not because they give you a good reason, not because they explain themselves adequately to you, not because they, when they give you an instruction or communicate a decision, they crouch down in front of you in order to get down to your level and show how much they respect you. But simply, obey your parents, for this is right. And so, folks, the four words, because I said so, are nothing more than an affirmation of the legitimacy of your authority. Your authority is legitimate because it was conveyed to you, assigned to you by God himself. So, to go on with this uh, introduction, I'm a, like I said, a heretic psychologist. I am licensed as a psychologist by the North Carolina Psychology Board. They've been unhappy with me probably 80% of the time that I have been licensed by them. I am, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you'll discover why I make this claim. I am the thorn in the side of the mental health professions in America. I do not believe in psychology. I think it is a secular religion. It is not a science. It is an ideology that depends on the faith of its adherents. If you want to know more about me and my ministry to parents and families across America, you can go to johnrosemond.com on the World Wide Web. So I was sent via email a humorous photograph by a listener of this program, by the way. And so that is what I want to talk about, is this humorous photograph, which appears 
on a structure known as the Education Wall in Raleigh, North Carolina, my home state. The Education Wall is the back wall, apparently. It's on the back side, no pun intended, of the Department of Education building in Raleigh, which is the state capital of North Carolina. Completed in 1992, I believe, the Education Wall was conceived and created by artist Vernon Pratt and writer Georgianne Eubanks. And so they, uh, they created this wall out of polished red granite, beautiful stone, and they sandblasted into the granite various sayings and messages that presumably reflect my home state's commitment to children. And one of the sayings sandblasted into the education wall in Raleigh, North Carolina, reads, You are a child. You are suitable to be awed. So, yes, you probably heard that correctly. I'll say it again. And it's all in capital letters on the wall, by the way. You are a child. You are suitable to be awed. A-W-E-D. Yep. So, interestingly, I, I was clicking around. I saw the photograph, and I started clicking around on the web. And I found that uh, on the North Carolina Public Schools Facebook page, I found a quote from the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. It reads, The function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Intelligence plus character, that is the goal of true education. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. The function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Intelligence plus character that is the goal of true education. So, on the back wall, outside back wall of the Department of Education in Raleigh, North Carolina, is the message, you are a child, you are suitable to be awed. And on the North Carolina Public Schools Facebook page is a quote from Martin Luther King Jr., which states that which is true that the goal of education is to think, is to teach people to think critically. So the only conclusion that one can draw from this inadvertent juxtaposition, I mean, those two things are completely incompatible, yet they are both messages from the North Carolina Department of Education. And the only conclusion that one can draw from the inherent contradiction of putting you are a child, you are suitable to be awed, and a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. to the effect that the function of education is to teach children to think critically is that education bureaucrats in North Carolina are confused. On the one hand, they are in awe of children. On the other, they believe children should be taught humility. Reverend King could certainly tell them that a child who believes he or she should be the object of awe, is also a child who is unteachable. I'll say that again. The Reverend Martin Luther King would certainly be able to tell the Department of Education, public school people in North Carolina, that a child who believes he or she should be the object of awe 
is a child who is unteachable. The awesome child like the awesome adult. You know, you meet these people all the time nowadays. They, they, they not only think everything is awesome. Well, you tell them, uh, I'll be there on time to pick you up. They go, awesome. Okay, I'd like a glass of water. Perfect. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I don't know where they get all this enthusiasm for the mundane, but uh, it, it's, you know, and by the way, I think it's very humorous. It's, uh, you know, it's awesome. Anyway, the awesome child, like the awesome does, uh, adult, does not possess a capacity for self-criticism. The awesome among us, ladies and gentlemen, do not believe they are capable of error, moral or otherwise. And if you don't believe you are capable of error, you are so awesome, and uh, you do not possess a capacity for self-criticism because you are so awesome, then you are unteachable. So, you know, what the North Carolina Department of Education has done is promote an absurdity. They are the department responsible for the education of children in North Carolina, and they have promoted a blatant absurdity. So I am by birth and residence a North Carolinian, Carolinian, born in Asheville, North Carolina in 1947, and I now live in New Bern, North Carolina. And thanks to the education wall, I now realize that I was cheated of my birthright by knuckle-dragging miscreants who did not believe that I was awesome. In fact, I distinctly remember both of my grandmothers, and I have a vague memory of my mother telling me the same thing, but I can't be certain of that. But both grandmothers, I am certain, said this to me on separate occasions, telling me that I was a very bad little boy. That's the quote. Very, And, and they called me Bobo, and, and don't spread that around, but just keep it to yourself. But they called me Bobo. Bobo, you are a very bad little boy. And I'm trying to to mimic their tone of voice as well. And what I have to say about that is several things, one of which is that once upon a time when child mental health was not, as it is today in a state of crisis, adults told children the truth about themselves. So I was informed by my grandmothers and maybe my mother of my badness, not to make me feel worthless, which it did not, but to correct, which it did. My grandmothers, I was sure, loved me. When the, when a, the, here's a fact. When a person who loves you, you're a child, tells you that you are bad, they are telling you because they love you. And like I said, my grandmother's tone, it wasn't angry wasn't threatening. It was a combination of sadness and longing and hope. They were not angry. They were grieving for me, despite my inability to articulate any of the above when I was, whatever, five. I understood and I resolved to do better. And one day, even today, I hope to live up to their standards. So I've got some more of this for you. This, this, these thoughts about you know this absurd thing carved on the uh, education wall in North Carolina. You are a child. 
You are suitable to be awed, but uh, I will hold it for after the break, because break we must. It is the rule, and I follow the rules. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. John Roseman, your host. The show's called Because I Said So. It's all about parenting. I'm an outlier, heretic, bad boy psychologist. I am the thorn in the side of mental health professionals in America and proud of it. And by the way, the things I say about psychology, psychiatry, pharmaceuticals, they're true. They're all true. If you want to go back into the archives and get a whole lot of shows in which I deal with the lies that are being told the American public by people in the mental health professions, distinguished, well-known people in psychology, psychiatry, go to my website, johnrosemond.com, and just go to the back the, the previous shows. They're all podcasts. And so you'll hear me laying out these criticisms and inviting anyone from the mental health professions to tell me that I am wrong. And no one has responded to the invitation. Why? Because I am not. And I'm not bragging. I'm not saying that I'm some brilliant person here. I'm saying simply that research does not support Anything mainstream psychology has told us about anything over the last hundred years. It doesn't support anything Freud said. It doesn't support anything Abraham Maslow, Carl Rogers, the, the architects of humanism said. It doesn't support anything B.F. Skinner, the architect of behavior modification theory said. It doesn't support anything any of these people said. Why are we listening to these people, and why do we go to these people when we have problems if they are people who promote a ideology, a set of propositions concerning human nature that is not true? It is proven to be untrue. And over the past uh, three months, I've been talking about the fact that many churches in America, including Saddleback, that's right, Rick Warren's Saddleback Church and others, have embraced, brought through the front door of the Church of Jesus Christ, a program put together by the American Psychiatric Association called Mental Health for Faith Leaders, which is nothing more, ladies and gentlemen, nothing more than a means of convincing church leaders that they should refer certain people from within their church to psychiatrists and psychologists, and these people should go on medication. It is a stealthy, clever, disingenuous way of uh, advertising or looking for clients. 
and people like Rick Warren at Saddleback Church in California are cooperating with this. This is completely outrageous. A psychological, psychiatric, mental health viewpoint, worldview, and it is, it's a worldview, is completely at odds with a biblical Judeo-Christian worldview, which is why I've maintained for many years there is no such thing, truly, as a Christian psychologist. There are people who call themselves Christian psychologists. They are either fooled or they are trying to fool people or both. In any case, I've been ranting about this, and I sense that I'm getting into rant mode again for the last several months. Anyway, I'm talking, go back and listen to the uh, the podcast on from rosemond.com. You may be able to even sign up for the podcast and just get them, you know, delivered on a certain date every week or something like that to your uh, your smart device, <laughs> which is making all of us dumb. Um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm talking about this r- ridiculous message, and it's one of many ridiculous messages. I'm going to give you another one in just a second that is carved on or are carved onto the education wall, which is on the backside, no pun intended. Actually, it is intended. Okay, you caught me. Of the Department of Education building in Raleigh, North Carolina. And and presumably, these sayings reflect the philosophies that are adhered to by people in the Department of Education, one of which is, you are a child. You are suitable to be awed. You are a, and there's no punctuation mark in there. That's, that's, it's an interesting thing, and it's all in capital letters carved into the education wall in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can, you know, schedule your next vacation and take your whole family to the education wall and spend a day just reading this ridiculousness. You are a child. You are suitable to be awed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to laugh. I mean, totally. That was involuntary, folks. I the The more I think about it, the funnier it is. You are a child. You are suitable to be an idol. What a ridiculous thing. I, you know, I was saying during the first half of the show that 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 attitude simply did not exist toward children in the 1950s and 60s when I was growing up and came of age. They, which is what you know, children. We were not told we were special, awesome, perfect, and all the other things you know that children are told today about themselves and the marvelous and awesome things they do, and. It is interesting in that regard to note that the mental health of children in America was statistically 10 times better in the 1950s than it is today. Ever since we have been listening to mental health professionals, psychologists, et cetera, et cetera, tell us how to raise children, the mental health of the American child has been in a state of free fall. So anyway, another saying on the North Carolina education wall informs us that 
Now, this is just, you know, this is supposed to bring, I guess, a tear to your eye. And again, it's in all capital letters. Love works where discipline failed. Now, doesn't that just bring a tear to your eye? Love works where discipline failed. Now, that is supposed to be, I suppose, philosophy of some elementary, you know, banal sort. But it's, it's not even philosophy. Philosophers generally know that sounding right and being right are often two very different horses of two very different colors. So, you know, a lot of people will, you know, they'll stand at the foot of the education wall, gazing up, eyes misty, and they'll, they'll read, love works where discipline failed. And a tear will will dribble <laughs> slowly down their cheeks, and and I am being absurd, and I, I'm sorry, but this is pulp fiction. Unlike the education walls implication, love is not the antithesis of discipline. These are not two different things. In the proper raising of a child, both unconditional love and unequivocal discipline are absolutely necessary, undeniably necessary. Furthermore, love and discipline are not two different things. They are complements. Love is necessary to the proper discipline of a child, and proper discipline is necessary to properly loving a child. That's biblical too, right? Right. Uh, Hey, Rick Warren out there in Saddleback Church, Scripture is sufficient. We do not need to be bringing psychologists and psychiatrists through the front doors of the Church of Jesus Christ. Scripture is sufficient. If that's uh, something new for you, give me a call. I'll explain it to you. Anyway, I'm talking about this love and discipline thing. Love works where discipline failed. And, you know, children need unconditional love. It's got to be unconditional because they're sinners. If it was conditional, they wouldn't get very much love at all. And they need unequivocal authority in their lives, leadership, discipline. An imbalance in either direction is toxic. It's harmful. Love without an equal measure of discipline in the life of a child, defines codependence. And a parent who is in a codependent relationship with a child is an enabler. And an enabler, or enabling, excuse me, is toxic to both the enabler and the enabled. And likewise, discipline without an equal measure of love eventually becomes abusive in one way or another. No, 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 no. When it comes to raising and educating a child, love does not succeed where discipline fails. One fails, they both fail. So the education wall and the drivel that is carved into the education wall is in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, the backside, figuratively speaking, Oh, no, it's literal, actually, and figuratively speaking, of the education building in Raleigh, North Carolina. The question becomes, does 
what is written on the education wall in Raleigh, North Carolina, reflect a more widespread contagion? Do American educators and educational bureaucrats truly believe in the sort of unmitigated drivel that adorns the education wall? If so, we are in a heap of a mess, as the authentic North Carolinian might say. If they want to tear down the wall and put up a new one with some uh, new sayings on it, a wall full of my grandparents' parenting aphorisms would be a much better use of taxpayer money. Thanks for joining the show every Saturday American Family Radio, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. God bless you all. God bless your families.